Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Baby Bowl 2021 edition. We are in week number 13, I think. I get so confused on which weeks it is because we, we look backwards and then we're looking forward. And it makes me, you guys know how I am with the time continuum. I get really, really dizzy and confused. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts at Loafing It Over on Twitter. And of course, I am with the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, Rob Norton at Norton0723. How are you doing tonight, Rob? I'm doing good, Wes. How are you doing tonight? I am doing delightful and dandy, and I'm so glad to be back with you on the Baby Bowl here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. It is always a pleasure to be able to talk to you. We skipped last week a little bit, just recording issues. Thanksgiving, we just couldn't get it all together, so we just put it off to the side, and we said we're going to talk to everybody this week. And last week's champion was going to be on with us tonight, but he was unable to join us. Remind everybody who that last week's champion was. It was uh, Blake Bruce, Bruce on the loose, and uh, he uh, he actually went back to back two weeks in a row. I, I, that's it. That's that's impossible. I don't believe you, Rob. <laughs> and I'm sitting right here in the captain's chair, and I don't believe you. I know it's it's crazy because I think I think he's the first one to ever. I don't think anyone. I mean, there was multiple uh, winners last year, but I don't think anyone did it back to back weeks. So I, I'm pretty sure he's the first one to win back to back weeks. Well, I, you know my memory, and I'm not going to be able to remember if anybody did it or not. But I don't think anybody <laughs> did either. I don't think I, the, only, the only person that's gone back to back is me, probably in last place. That's probably the back to back that we have, <laughs> I believe. Uh, but Rob, uh, do you have? I know, I know, you know, daddies, and I try to always put put different analogies together to, for the baby bowl. And I think there are daddies that walk around the waiting room. Do you have the waiting room results? Do you have the people who are there pacing around trying to figure out who is in first place? That's probably a terrible analogy. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you mean. Are you talking about uh, you want the overall or the week 12? Overall, please, sir. The overall. Okay. So in, in uh, first place, we still have Max at S Fantasy FB. How about that? Still hanging on. Each week, she's she's mm-hmm. keeps saying she doesn't think she's gonna be in first. And <laughs> come Tuesday morning, she was like, "You don't, you don't." She told me she said, "You don't even understand how shocked I am each time <laughs> when I see those." But then second, we have Falcons O two three. Third, we have Evan two nine four seven. Fourth, we have our guy Coop A Fiasco. Fifth, Jesse Crockett. Sixth is my wife Julie Norton. Yeah. Uh, seventh is Bo McBigtime. Hey. Eighth, JF Column, Jonathan Criswell. Ninth, Ben Condilis, the extra point FF. And tenth is John Chunick. Now, Ben is going to be joining us here in just a minute. And, of course, he, mm-hmm. he won last week as well. And he's up there, like you said, number eight, I believe. But Evan, now, you, now Evan is the guy. He's won a couple of different weeks this year. Did one week he only start like five players or six players, the rumor is? I'm not sure on that. I would have to okay. check back and see. It's definitely possible. I know there's been people er, earlier on. I was better about it. Um, usually I was trying to, you know, Sunday morning I would go through and I would check to see if everyone had set a lineup. And like, this was like, you know, early Sunday morning and I'd try to get and message everyone. Hey, reminder to set your lineups and things like that. And eventually like, I've just been so busy um, Sunday mornings between everything else I'm doing that I, I wasn't able to get to it. And then I started doing, trying to do it, you know, on Monday, because at least on Monday, they would just be able to set some Monday players mm. at the very minimum. But I've, I've even gotten away from that at this point. So there is definitely a chance that he, he may have uh, not even mm. set a full lineup um, 
or that, set some guys that didn't play or something. That, that, that could have been a dream. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows with me? That could have been a dream. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I Because I'm excited because tonight we do get to talk to the week uh, 12 champion from last week, a good buddy of ours who ended up finishing first last year completely overall. I think he won like three total weeks last year. It's our good buddy Ben C over there on Twitter at the extra point FF on Twitter. How you doing tonight, Ben? Good, good, uh, good to be back with you guys. Um, you hit it right on the head, Wes. I think I took uh, a couple baby bowl um, weekly championships towards the end of last year, and this is my first one this year. So, um, reigning champ had I had to take a week at least at some point, I suppose. <laughs> you definitely did. I, I I am jacked up because I do get to talk to Ben. We kind of uh, started off last year a little bit with him. He became a regular on the podcast. I think last year, Rob is what he did. But also tonight, I was at the church. I was at. We went to church tonight because they had a big kid thing. And so we were making gingerbread houses and, you know, you had to make gingerbread houses out of everything. I actually won first place because my wife wrapped me up in wrapping paper and everything. Uh, and, and I, I think I, some kids said I look like Minecraft characters, what I look like whenever she was done. <laughs> but we were making the, the little candy gingerbread houses. Is that what they're called? Gingerbread houses? Yeah, that's what they're called. And I, I was so. eating. I've eaten so many gumdrops tonight. I am just wired. I am (laughs) wired. And and then I get to talk to Ben, too. And Ben, you told me something before the podcast about how you are starting a Thanksgiving tradition with the Baby Bowl. Yes. um, Unlike my Detroit Lions, who I am um, an unfortunate fan of, I've been (laughs) winning on Thanksgiving. So, yeah. I I mean, last year, I think, was the first, first inaugural Baby Bowl. And if my memory serves me correct, I took home my first weekly win last year on Thanksgiving week. And here I am back, you know, post Thanksgiving week, uh, joining, joining you fine fellas. And, um, you know, funny, funny note from that Wes is that, uh, I think I mentioned before we, we jumped on live as well is you seem to not like to let me live the fact down that I started Will Fuller against the lions <laughs> last year in the baby bowl. And, uh, come to find out as I'm sure we'll get to, I started another, player against the Lions on Thanksgiving this year, and perhaps that could be a trend. <laughs> so so we're seeing a trend where you start a wide receiver against the Detroit Lions on Baby Bowl, and they do really well. So we're going to have to start doing that each and every year right now as we notice this. It, it, does stuff like that come to fruition, Rob, a lot? I know I've been doing some gambling podcasts and research about how trends keep going uh, weekly and yearly and like, you know, so, some team beats the other team eight out of the last nine times and they've covered the spread eight out of the last nine times. Is that just really a weird anomaly or is there just some kind of weird voodoo in all that? So it's tough. Um, I I kind of lean more towards it's it's more anomaly. I know there's there's definitely trends and there's things like that and there's uh, things that happen. But I think and I think it's more when you look back on it, it's it's more descriptive than predictive, I guess, if I could say that. Um, so I don't, I like, I don't, it, I don't think it has as much bearing moving forward as as people want to place on it. But at the same time, it's it's definitely, it's. I love looking back at the those those kind of trends and seeing things like that, like how Ben said, how he won last year using a a wide receiver against the Lions, and he did the same thing this year and won again. It's <laughs> it's it's definitely cool. <laughs> 
Well, Ben, this year you you leaned on Russell Wilson to give you on your quarterback for this past week, and he gave you 19 fantasy points. Does that mean that Russ is back for the rest of this year? Did, did you watch that game, and did you see something out of him that maybe we didn't see the prior two weeks? So I'm honestly not sure. I, I, I'm i a little disappointed by the performance I got from Russ. I mean, I think that 19 from a quarterback is, you know, it's okay. You know, it certainly got, got my week afloat. Um you know, that whole offense, I think, just really, quite frankly, looks off. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, since since Russ has come back, has just really not looked good, or at least he hasn't gotten the volume. So I'm not sure what's going on with that offense right now. Um, I'm glad I played the Seattle guys when I could in a nice matchup on Monday night because I'm just not sure I trust any of them down the stretch right now. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And I think one of the news reports today is that AP actually got signed on their practice squad. So he may be called up there to try to give them a little boost uh, in the running game anyway. I, I don't know how much that'll help, but that's what that's one of the latest things I heard. Interesting. I missed that news. So as a Alex Collins um, you know, owner, I suppose, uh, unfortunately, because he hasn't looked great either. Um, that's just another knock to that backfield. So just another another reason why I don't think I, I trust that team very much. If they're grasping at straws at three and eight, I think the record is mm-hmm. pulling AP off the uh, off the streets <laughs> now for the second time this year. Yeah, that, that, that may be a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I do. I, they did have a new offensive coordinator at the beginning of the year, though, Rob, I believe. And that may be just some of the learning curves for all these guys and why that offense just isn't clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I, I wonder what's going on there. I mean, that was the thing is like I've heard I've heard some people talk about how, you know, they installed Shane Waldron uh, to kind of let Russ cook more, you know, as, as everyone's been clamoring for for years. And I think it's just Pete Carroll at this point, and I think it's just he loves to uh, establish the run, and I, that's what that's what I, have, I said on Twitter once they uh, signed AP. I said now 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 Pete Carroll can really establish the run uh, as much as he wants to, um, but yeah, he he, I think it's more Pete Carroll being being old school mentality than anything. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, a guy you started at quarterback, we, we'll just let him run right out of the building because he was back, but now hopefully he's gone again. Maybe at least he's be gone out of your baby bowl lineups for the rest of the year. You started Cam Newton last week, Rob, and he gave you six fantasy points, six Ooh. fantasy points, uh, which is yeah. which is not what we expected out of Cam. I think we probably expected a little bit more out of him, but he only delivered six. I had Jimmy Garoppolo. He gave me 11 points. I expected more out of Jimmy G for sure. But then listen to this. Listen to this, Ben. This is my, my Thanksgiving tradition, and I usually have a tradition where I don't even look at the Baby Bowl. I don't set Baby Bowl lineups until like Saturday, Friday, uh, sometime in that area. I definitely don't play any Thursday night games. I just don't like doing it. But instead, I went ahead and played DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery in that Thanksgiving Day Bowl. And let me just tell you, my turkey tasted a little ruined whenever I did that, Ben. I just, because when (laughs) when Swift left the game, I felt terrible. When David Montgomery just wasn't producing and he just couldn't get anything, I just felt bad. He looked like he was going to have such a good game. And Rob, you ended up doing David Montgomery as well. What in the world happened? Oh man, I don't know. I thought that was a smash spot, especially he was coming off. I think like a ninety-five percent snap share or something like that. It was close to that. I mean, I thought I thought for sure, you know, facing the Lions, they had been you know one of the worst defenses in the league, especially to running backs. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, 
they're going to lean on Monty. They're going to give him. They're going to give him twenty plus touches, and he's he's going to be able to produce. And yeah, that was that was disappointing for sure. Well, that wasn't your worst running back, Rob. I'm not trying to be Ooh. negative about your lineup, <laughs> but you stuck Tony Jones in there too. You you did one of the cardinal sins of baby ball, and you went with a backup running back. Not only the backup, but he's like the third or the fourth string one. <laughs> I knew what you were doing there. I see what you were doing, but he only gave you three uh, fantasy points as well here for the baby ball. So he kind of laid an egg. I hope that doesn't happen to us again this week as we start some of those players reaching for some of those uh, long shots, maybe just to hopefully find a diamond in the rough but ben you you went ahead and started zeke last week and he gave you 17 fantasy points gibson gave you 24 and then you went with big old joe mixon who gave you 32 of those baby bowl points that is tremendous great production out of all three of those running backs ben i'm gonna put you on the spot because i know you spend a lot of time playing fantasy football probably far more than your wife enjoys but you <laughs> which one of those guys would you rather have going forward the rest of the season zeke who has those injury troubles now, Gibson, who the Redskins kind of, I say the Redskins, Washington football team kind of seem like they're on the come up right now, or Joe Mixon, who's just been producing all year and finally giving us that fantasy boost that we've been looking for from him all these seasons. Yeah, that is, uh, you are putting me on the spot with that one. It's a great question. Um, I would say Zeke's out on that one um, when I look at the other two, because, you know, especially with McKissick's uh, injury, I mean, certainly I don't know what the diagnosis is there yet, um, but, you know, that means Gibson is certainly in line for what could be even more touches. And I know the last couple of weeks he's really seen it. A nice, uh, a nice share of the the workload there. So, um, I mean, I think I'd have to lean on Mixon uh, out of those two, only because we've seen it consistently out of him this year. I want to say he's the RB three on the season, and uh, you know, coming into the year, I don't think a lot would, a lot of guys, or you know, a lot of fantasy players would have expected that. Um, so, I mean, he's he's absolutely the guy there. He he's going to get the work no matter what. So, I think I'd have to lean on Mixon. And I mean, honestly, that Bengals team is really surprised. I think in general this year. So, um, you know, to they're they're not going to stop leaning on Mixon. At least I could almost guarantee that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And he's he is uh, like you said, fantasy running back number three on the year, and finally giving us that production. You went with two wide receivers, three running backs, and two wide receivers. Ben, you put Lockett in there, and then you had my guy Mooney, your secret weapon, your little <laughs> extra giblets in the gravy there for Thanksgiving. You went with Darnell Mooney. I, I know Allen Robinson didn't practice again today, so going forward, I think Mooney really looks like a a, a breakout season for him. I don't know where he's going to go in draft rooms next year, Ben, but man, I've been really impressed by his production this season. Yeah, he's. I think he's definitely surprised me. I wasn't quite on the Mooney train when the season started, um, and you know, I think he's definitely produced more than I expected. I think part of it this season was just the uncertainty um, at the quarterback position in Chicago, and, and I think I'm still a little bit hesitant rest of the season, just like you said, maybe Allen Robinson comes back um, healthy, hopefully for him and, and the quarterback situation just seems like it's a weekly, you know, flux there, depending on if Fields is healthy and, and how he's going to look the rest of the season. But, um, yeah, I mean, my, my play on Mooney this week is, you know, certainly a lot of it had to do with the same reasons that you both played, uh, David Montgomery. I mean, the Lions defense just isn't good, but, uh, I would say he outproduced even more so than I expected against the Lions. I expected, um, you know, a Jarvis Landry type game out of him, and and he gave us, I think, a lot more than that. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And as far as the Allen Robinson news goes, 
Yeah, if the Bears continue to press forward and hang on to their playoff hopes and dreams by a thread, maybe Allen Robinson will come back. I'm going to tell you right now, he he's done playing in Chicago. I'm just going to tell you that right now. He has nothing to play for in Chicago. He's ready for a new contract with a new team next season. That's what he's he's ready to move on. Ready to move on. Uh, Rob, you had Elijah Moore. You stuck him in there. He gave you nine. You put Debo Samuel in there at 21, and then you put Hunter Renfro in there at 22. Debo Samuel is the name that interests me. I know Hunter Renfro, man, he's having a great season, matching up with Derek Carr there. Derek Carr's having an MVP caliber type season. Even if that team doesn't make the playoffs, I think with all the stuff they've been through, Derek Carr is really just impressing me left and right as far as a quarterback on the field, quarterback off the field. I thought the Raiders were done a couple of weeks ago, and obviously they still have life in them. But Debo Samuel, he's doing it as a running back, as a wide receiver, are we going to see these kind of players moving forward, Rob, in fantasy? A Cordero Patterson, a Debo Samuel getting dual eligibility, kind of like baseball or basketball? I think so. Um, and, and I'm not sure if they'll get it in terms of like, you know, fantasy, Yahoo, whatever site you're playing on. Because um, I, was, I was hearing a debate from uh, some guys on Yahoo Fantasy podcast talking about why they have. Patterson is because of his his listing on the depth chart, but like you said, Debo is used very similarly and and used out of the backfield. Um, but I do think it's going to be more of a trend moving forward, um, trying to get basically just trying to get the ball into the hands of your best playmakers at that point. I mean, they're easy touches, easy you know if a guy can create and uh, you know create yards after after the touch, you want to get that guy the ball. So I think offenses going moving forward are going to be more creative on how they get their best players the ball and i mean rightfully so i would i would too did you guys see where they put cordero patterson listed as a as a as the second string safety i think in atlanta this week (laughs) oh really yeah the coach the coach was joking about it in the press conference and then he went ahead and listed him as that uh safety this week so now he'll be three positions this week is is what he'll be Um, (laughs) can i I get idp eligibility on that that'd be great (laughs) that would that would be that would put a running back at safety in an idp league that'd be nice (laughs) that's getting like into Shohei Itani area now isn't it (laughs) right hey I stuck Russell Gage in there he gave me 18 I put Chris Godwin in there he gave me five Five. It's that Colt. I thought. I thought that the you know the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady are going to sit there and pick apart the the Colt defense underneath. You know, because nothing they don't let. Them, no, that's not what happened this week. And then so he only gave me five. Well, that's that's terrible news, Wes. That's terrible. But then you know what happened after that? And this actually happened on Thanksgiving. Really good gravy. I just mixed up my plate altogether. Goodwin. I put Goodwin in there for the Chicago Bears. You know the guy with the hurt shoulder now. That guy, the guy who had eight targets and a touchdown the week before. Yeah, that guy, the guy who really clicked with A.J. Dil- uh, Dalton the week before. A.J. Dalton, is that his name? They're, the Red Rifle. That's all I, that's it's the name of my head. The Red, <laughs> he clicked with the Red Rifle the week before. This week, he didn't do anything, nothing. He gave me zero, Rob, zero. I know mm. how to pick them, don't I? Huh? I am the exact opposite of Ben on Thanksgiving with wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a, uh... That's definitely rough. And whenever well, whenever you get a zero in the in the lineup, that's it's it's a rough feeling. I, I should get bonus points for being able to get a zero. And I actually had a guy who was a starter. 
you know, <laughs> but, and then I should get bonus points for this one too. Let me tell you who I, you guys want to guess what I topped off, you know, the pumpkin pie, you get pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving and the coffee, you get the whipped cream on there. You know what I trapped, topped off my baby bowl lineup with at tight end on Thanksgiving guys? On Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead and guess. Uh, uh, geez. I'm, I'm going to say the Cowboys tight end. I can't think of his name. Oh, no, no. I, it no, wasn't even no. that. Did you go no. Galaxy Brain on us? You went Galaxy Brain on us, didn't you? <laughs> uh, I, no, actually, I went really simple. I went easy. I took Darren Waller for a tight oh. end on Thanksgiving. You know what Darren Waller gave me at Thanksgiving? Huh? Three. Five. Five. He ah. gave me five. <laughs> so I finished with a total of like 53 points. For the, I just at least, my, at least my weekend was over very quickly after Thanksgiving. So that, that, that was a bummer. Uh, but you put Schultz in there, Rob, with, and he gave you 16 fantasy points, which was very good. He was an obvious choice. I, I, I thought Darren Waller was going to have a big game against those Dallas Cowboys. I knew Schultz would, too. I don't think I had Schultz available. I was going to definitely pick one of those guys. It seems like to me the Dallas Cowboy defense is somebody we can pick on the rest of the year, Rob. Yeah, definitely. Um, they early on people were thinking maybe they were they had turned a corner and they were you know, uh, Diggs was having just an unbelievable start to the year, uh, getting getting a ton of ton of picks and scoring touchdowns and things like that. But you know when you if you watched it and looked at it, the numbers they were more of an opportunistic defense and they were taking chances and you know it kind of reminded me of prime Marcus Peters when he was taking. also allow a lot of yards and points and so that's that's always what you want to target when it comes to fantasy because they they have a high scoring offense a high powered offense that can mm. keep uh keep pace but they also have a defense that's allowing yards and points as well so you get into those shootouts and and i agree with you yeah andy dalton is the bears quarterback's name by the way not aj dillon but why does aj dillon and andy dalton is the same name in my head hey ben one of the things you went and did is you put your guy in there and it has a good question for me for you you put tj hawkinson in there as tight end and he gave you 13 fantasy points on thanksgiving as a detroit lion fan which you are how are your rooting interests for matthew stafford this year are you still rooting for him over in los angeles because i know you had those uh, things with with your son a couple of years ago i think with the detroit lions as well so i'm sure you have a little piece of your heart going with matthew stafford yeah so i've definitely been rooting for him for him this year i'd love to see him uh succeed you know certainly he has thus far with la it's um you know you kind of hit on it it's Matthew Stafford. Um, I mean, I'm a, him and I are almost the same age. I think we are the same age. So, you know, my, my heart is, is more with my son at this point. And, um, and like you said, if, if you go to my Twitter at the extra point F, F, you'll see it's my pinned tweet, but, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to meet Matthew a couple of years ago, um, during training camp. And, um, certainly I've been rooting for him since he was drafted, you know, first overall in 2009, but um, you know my son, who's eight now. I mean, that's it's all he ever it's all he's ever known until this year. You know, with the Lions, was Matthew Stafford, and you know, watching him grow up, being a big fan of him. So um, certainly, I continue to root for the guy. Um, you know, I feel like I can relate to him on a personal level, just as a you know man and a father, because we're the same age. But it's just cool to see my kid root for him. And um, yeah, I mean, we're certainly still following him uh, out in LA and. Man, I'd love to see that guy get a Super Bowl. You know, at least have some success in the playoffs. It's uh, he deserves it. You know, he gave everything he had to uh, to the team. 
you know, he certainly got his criticisms, but uh, I mean, he's one of the toughest players I think I've ever seen play the game. And it'd be nice to see him succeed at least to, uh, to go on a playoff run. That would be cool to see it. Uh, I, I remember watching him in the SEC, of course, with Georgia and everything down here in the South. So I've been following Matthew Stafford a long time. The other question I had about that as a Detroit Lion fan, whose jersey are you buying for your child this Christmas? If you were going to stick one underneath the tree and it had to be a Detroit Lion jersey, what jersey are you buying this year? Are you going to go retro and get him one of the jerseys from uh, players from the past, a great player from Detroit Lion history, or is there a modern-day player that you would get your son's uh, jersey of? Oh, man, if you if you made me buy a Lions jersey right now. <laughs> so I would say, thankfully, my son would grow out of it quickly, so it would be outdated no matter what. Okay. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's uh, there's really only two players, I think, that seem probably worth buying their jersey right now, and it's probably TJ Hawkinson or DeAndre Swift. Um, now, I'll give you an outside of the box. Now, my son probably wouldn't appreciate it as much, but, um, you know, I tell you what, Jamal Williams would be a fun jersey to have, too, because that guy's brought a lot of life to the to the team during you know, what's an, an, an obvious down year, and, um, you know, I think he'd be a fun one to, to buy his jersey. But outside of that, I mean, a lot of times you buy a jersey, you want to shoot for longevity and players that look like they're going to be there for a while. And I'm just not sure you've got that outside of maybe the offensive line or TJ Hawkinson right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer, Rob. I know you were in that position a couple uh, years ago, but your Browns have really turned it around uh, recently anyway. But it seems like they're swirling down the drain right now. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about Baker Mayfield and his shoulder, and that offense just is not moving at all right now. Do you think Case Keenum should be a better start than uh, Baker right now? I think so. I, I think you can just. I mean, obviously, it's, it's clear, clear as day that that Baker's hurting right now, and he's, he's hurt, and he's playing hurt, and like, I appreciate the toughness. I appreciate the. Uh, the gamer mentality of going out there trying to trying to gut through it and and uh, play and everything, but it's it's it looks just so clear that he can't make all the throws that he can he normally could make right now if he was healthy. So I do think it would benefit the team to put Keenum in, um, let him let him play, let Baker heal up a little bit, and you know this team still has a, a solid shot at the play at the playoffs. So I would love to see them sit sit Baker, let him get healthy, play Keenum, try to get to the playoffs and hopefully have a healthier Baker Mayfield at that point. Yeah. You know, Case Keenum was my Ryan Tannehill pick of last year, right? I mean, that's, I'm just telling you, he's got it in him. I like Case Keenum. He I has that too. leadership ability. He has that opportunity. I think he would he would flourish in that role. Is it very curious to see what they do going forward? Let me remind everybody, they are listening to the Baby Bowl. We're in week number 13, I believe, fellas. I am Wes Easley, at Lofanet over on Twitter. Rob Norton is the daddy of the Baby Bowl. You just heard him speak about his Cleveland Browns. Make sure you follow him over there on Twitter as well, at Norton Zero. 723 and don't forget to follow our champion from last year our thanksgiving week champion this week this year ben c the extra point ff over there on twitter at the extra point ff on twitter hey ben uh what are you doing nowadays i know last year after you appeared on the show two or three times uh, it kind of lit a fire underneath you and you started uh, your own podcasting stuff didn't you 
Yeah, so earlier this year, uh, back in March, maybe February, I had started uh, running a weekly um, dynasty podcast with uh, a friend of mine who also was in the Baby Bowl last year, Jay Arsht. And uh, we got invited basically to start a dynasty podcast with the 14 personnel um, uh, crew, if you want to call them that. And, uh, you know, we ran that up until probably a couple of weeks ago. We, we didn't really make a big announcement that we stopped doing the show. But um, within the last month or so, uh, we were on a bit of a hiatus, I guess you could call it. Um, so at this point, a little bit in limbo as far as my quote unquote fantasy career goes. Um, but I uh, certainly enjoyed doing the Dynasty podcast. I think life in general kind of took over recently. I started coaching my son's flag football team this fall, and I started a new job back in June, which has required much more of my time. Uh, we moved in September, so just a lot of life events happened over the course of a couple of months that uh, made it much harder to focus on fantasy um, and then, you know, content creation in general. So as of right now, I guess I'd consider myself a, uh, I don't know, a free agent of sorts, but not necessarily looking for anything, just kind of enjoying, you know, the ride of the season at this point. Sure. No. And, and reality does that to our fantasy world. Sometimes it just makes us and it involves uh, uh, involves itself in our lives to a tremendous point where we got to give up the fantasy because we are only one person. And, you know, the most important role you have is a is a is a father, is a husband. And mm-hmm. those things are reality. And I'm so happy that you're able to coach your son's flag football. team. That, that's cool stuff, man, to be able to do those kind of things. You know, it's funny. It's uh, I'm, I have zero coaching experience. My even my playing experience only goes as far as JV football back in high school. So, um, you know, on field I don't have much, but uh, certainly watching the game and, and obviously doing the fantasy stuff. Um, but I, I tell you what, my my son practically begged me to coach his team this year, mm-hmm. and and I've always kind of wanted to get into that, but always was a little bit hesitant, thinking that. I had no idea what the heck I was doing. So even if it was, you know, seven and eight year olds, but, um, but this time around, I, I let him talk me into it. I volunteered and, um, you know, I'll tell you what, it's, it's honestly the most fun that I think I've ever had when it comes <laughs> to the game of football, just, you know, being able to coach the kids up for most of them, actually all of the kids that we had, it was their first time playing the game. So, I mean, really you're just, you're teaching the fundamentals at that point, the basics of, you know, what a play looks like and and where to line up and, you know, things like that. And it was uh, uh, watching those kids, you know, run plays that you had told them to run or, you know, to see them execute on the field, even uh, partially the way that you asked them to. It's just it's super exciting just to, to be able to see them, you know, experience the joy of playing the game that, you know, I've certainly loved for going on probably 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, you can play all the fantasy leagues you want to, but the reality is it, it makes your son's entire life to have his dad be the head coach and stuff. And that, that stuff is priceless, man. So I'm proud of you for doing that. I'm proud of you for prioritizing those things and making them come first. Uh, Rob, uh, we, uh, we we got a lot of games this week. I, I say a lot. I don't know. When I was going through them, I, did, I didn't see a lot. I was like, holy cow, there's not a lot of games. But then we had this Thursday night matchup, and you and I talked about the Dallas Cowboy defense. Taysom Hill is going to be a popular option, I believe, in fantasy this week. What are you expecting out of Taysom against those Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night football? Yeah, I'm torn. I'm torn with Taysom because I like – I'm always I'm always big on any quarterback that can run. Um, 
but I'm also torn because he's he, he's almost he's almost like you know Jalen Hurts gets a lot of a lot of flack for not being a great passer, and I think he is not. I think I think Hurts is a better passer than Taysom, and on top of that, Taysom last year he he did better as a passer than I thought he would, but he also had better weapons like they're 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 really banged up there's no michael thomas they uh kamara's banged up and it's it's questionable if he's going to play or not um so it'll be interesting to see i do still think he's a good option just because he can run so much so i wouldn't fault anyone for playing him and then on i know on um on DraftKings, if you're playing the if you're including the thursday night um including the thursday night like the thursday through monday Mm-hmm. slate uh he's 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 probably my favorite play um just because he's so yeah. cheap he's he's only at like five thousand i think wow. so um you know his projection and he's 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 looking good at for for he's i mean he's probably like the 30th priced quarterback so um yeah and if you're doing that i like i like him i like him there definitely um I, in baby bowl i think he's definitely a viable play as well and then um you know, even in your your redraft leagues, it depends your other options, of course. But I still think he's a solid solid play. Yeah, I I like Taysom too a little bit. It's, everybody's gonna stick him in that captain mode, uh, captain seat last <laughs> tomorrow night. Hey Ben, mm-hmm. who who are you looking for as a quarterback this week uh, for yourself? Do you got an eye on a couple of them? You got to help me out, man. I only got fifty three dra- fantasy points last week in the baby bowl. Help me out here, buddy. <laughs> well, I will say I think I'm avoiding Taysom this week only. I, I'm taking a wait and see approach with him. Um, I, you know, not necessarily the the production that I think he could have if he starts the whole game, but I think my wait and see comes down to how they actually play him this week. And and I'm just not sure if I if I want to give Sean Payton and that offense my full support um, on a short week with Taysom as the starter. So I would say that's my two cents on Taysom. Um, I just I, I worry that he's not the full time starter. If he is, you're probably going to hit a hit a home run with him. But uh, but that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> now, when it comes to baby bowl, uh, I mean, you're right. The pickings are slim at this point. I mean, we are in week 13 now, so I've already played 12 quarterbacks. Um, I mean, I would say the one that I am eyeballing this week is Carson Wentz. I like him going up against the Texans. I think it's a nice matchup, and uh, I mean that's it's a team that. I mean, they're obviously still battling for a playoff position. I want to say they're near 500 right now. Um, it's a divisional matchup, so it definitely means a lot, no matter what the Texans' record is right now. So uh, Carson Wentz is definitely somebody that I'm eyeballing, and and I'm honestly not shying away from the quarterback on the other side of the ball there too, uh, with Terod Taylor. Um, you know, he turned the ball over last week, but he's not one to typically turn it over. Um, I'm not too scared of the Colts, Colts defense in that matchup. I think Sherrod, uh, like Rob hinted at with the the rushing floor, I think Sherrod could give you, you know, a decent, um, a decent game. You know, based off of who I have left, I don't have a lot of high upside quarterbacks left. So I'm looking for somebody with a safe floor and then hit those high upsides at the other positions. Rob, I read an article or I heard something where they were speculating that maybe the defenses have caught up to all these high-powered offenses that were putting up so many huge fantasy points from a quarterback and from a wide receiver uh, position. 
do, do you think that's a trend? Because we're, we're seeing some, I don't want to say great quarterback play, but it doesn't seem to be as much great quarterback play as in years past in the fantasy community. It just seems like we're seeing a lot of mediocre and then sometimes some guys getting some big games here and there. Yeah, I've I've noticed that too, and it's it seems like it's been a trend for the past month or two in, in or so, um, and it's I've I've heard the same thing a lot of a lot of guys who are breaking down film talking about how the cover two two high safety looks are are coming back you know in a big way, and that's what's really really been throwing a lot of offensive coordinators off, and it, it seems like. That I, I was, you know, I was thinking about it today. Even I wonder how long this trend is going to last, and I wonder like what we're gonna look back on and see. Like, was this this trend like a a month or two long, where teams mm-hmm. basically just, you know, dared teams to run against them because teams are getting so pass heavy, for, and they're just daring them to run. They're putting the two two high safeties back. They're not allowing the big plays. They're making teams dink and dunk underneath, and like. You know, it's it's some some quarterbacks are doing fine with it, but even like Tom Brady, he's struggled the past three weeks or so, and yeah. they're you know, they're, teams seem to be just taking away big plays, making teams methodically move the ball down the field, and you know it'll be interesting to see how offensive coordinators adjust back to that because it has been a huge trend lately. I wonder if we will see some defenses giving up those bigger plays as the season goes on. The playoff races come, you know, get get a little bit clearer, and those teams that aren't making the playoffs will let up those huge games against who, uh, to those quarterbacks. Do you see any of those big games this weekend from a quarterback perspective for the rest of the games, Rob? Um, so like you said, the 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 um, it's getting slim a little bit. I do have a few like bigger name quarterbacks left still, so I'm I'm deciding when or where I want to use them. Like I still have Dak. Um, available to me. I still have Stafford, um, and I do like Stafford's matchup this week against the Jaguars. Um, so he's he's in heavy consideration. I like the Carson Wentz call against Houston. Um, I I kind of like Kirk Cousins this week at Detroit, as we talked about earlier. You know, Detroit's defense not very good. They're they're bad against both the pass and the run, and Minnesota you know tends to kind of steer more run heavy, but with Dalvin out. Um, there's definitely, I mean, obviously Madison has always stepped in and done well, but there is more, there's at least more of a chance that they may just go to the pass game more often knowing that they can do it. And, Mm. you know, cousins has been really efficient again this year. So, um, I, I like, I like cousins this week too. Okay. All right. And a running back position, uh, you know, I I I had Swift and Monty in there. I'm gun shy now. I, I don't know what to do, man. After <laughs> I put those two beasts in there last week, after they've been tearing it up, or at least Swift had been tearing it up and expecting a big game out of Monty last week, I didn't get either one of them. So now I'm sitting here looking at the running backs, and I'm going, I don't want to play any of you guys. I am scared. I may just play backup running backs for the rest of the season. Ben, who who has the great matchup this week in the uh, Week 13 games? So, uh... If you haven't played him yet, Alexander Madison is definitely in in a smash spot against the Lions. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, there was an opportunity to play him earlier this year when Delvin went out, um, which personally I did use him then. Um, you know, again, looking at the opposite side of the ball, there Swift is likely to miss this game, so Jamal Williams should honestly be in a nice spot. Uh, Minnesota is not that great against um, against running backs. I want to say they're probably top 
top 10 or I, actually I should say bottom 10 against running backs in points allowed. So um, Jamal Williams should definitely see the bulk of the workload there. Um, and then if you're looking at, uh, you know, some other guys, I mean, at this point, it's just honestly just play whoever is healthy at running back yeah. and whoever you haven't played yet, start your studs. If you haven't played a stud yet, because we've seen enough of them go down. Um, uh, for me, unfortunately, I've played a lot of my studs, but, um, I do, I do like the 49ers matchup this week as well. Um, going up against the Seahawks. I mean, their defense has just been awful, both pass and run. So Elijah Mitchell should be a smash this week against Seattle too. Yeah, and Gibson had a nice week last week, rebounding from what is his fourth f- or the fumble that he had the week before, and then he went in there headstrong at Seattle, made him look like the Gibson we had all wanted come draft season. Hey, let me read a couple of these news and notes for on the NFL. I think it will be helpful and beneficial to some of our baby bowl contestants, if you don't mind, fellas. Uh, mm-hmm. Logan Thomas, he was practicing against against again on Wednesday, so he's doing that. Taysom Hill, of course, as we talked about, he's going to be the starter Thursday night. Uh, Cedric Wilson Jr. He's going to be ruled out for the Dallas Cowboys on that Thursday night football game. And right now, our my guy Amari Cooper, he is still questionable coming off that COVID list, so he might not be able to suit up either. It may be slim pickings as far as wide receivers go again for Dak Prescott this week in Dallas. Allen Robinson, he didn't practice Wednesday at all. I don't. I seriously, guys, I don't know if we're going to get anything out of Allen Robinson the rest of the year. Pat Fryermuth, did I say that right, Rob Fryermuth? Fryermuth, yeah. Wow. He was a full <laughs> participant in Wednesday's practice, so he'll probably be back out there again on the field on Sunday. Daryl Henderson Jr., he didn't practice on Wednesday, so maybe we'll see some Sony Michelle come the other the, come that night. Adrian Peterson, like we talked about earlier, signed on the practice squad with Seattle. He'll probably jump in there on Sunday. What, don't you think? Isn't that just what they're not going to put him on the practice squad and then not call him up on Sunday, right? I think so. I mean, at this point, we were talking about earlier with Alex Collins struggling um, you know, they're, they're trying to get any kind of running game going. I, w- I would think that they would call him up. What about Mark Ingram being removed from the injury report ahead of Thursday night football, Ben? That's a good matchup with him against the Cowboys, isn't it? So I do like it. Um, I would say I have not seen the reports on Elvin Kamara as well. So mm-hmm. if he, I mean, if Kamara's playing, I don't think I really want to push, push Ingram. Uh, but again, you know, any healthy running back at this point that, you know, has some sort of share <laughs> of their offense is probably worth playing. So, I mean, I can't fault somebody that starts Ingram um, if that's, you know, one of your better options. So, um, and I do want to say, Wes, uh, just based off the news and notes, I've seen today that Amari Cooper, I think he's cleared COVID protocol. So I think he's expected to play this week. Yeah, I, he did. It just it was an official questionable for Thursday night football is what he is. I think he is off of COVID. I think you're right, but it's just kind of questionable. But you may you may have more information. You know how it comes out. Information comes out, and Alvin Kamara is questionable as well for Thursday night. So uh, now we got that. Who's got the best wide receiver matchup, Rob? This week going into this, I I I really thought that I had a good one and Godwin last week and it just didn't happen for me against Indianapolis. So I'm going to stay away from a Brandon Cooks for sure against Indy. I've just been burned. I've been burned. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't blame you. I mean, um, so it's funny actually. My it's usually the opposite, but I have much more slim pickings at wide receiver than running back left i have a lot a lot of options at running back and i'm probably gonna have to go three running backs almost every week the rest of the year oh. um 
the way the way with my, what I have left at each position. So for my receivers, one of the guys I'm looking at, and it goes along with what I talked about with the quarterbacks, was is uh, Adam Thielen against you know at Detroit. And Thielen, he's uh, he's been uh, doing his usual thing of scoring touchdowns, you know, and he's he's getting it done week in and week out pretty much. And uh, and like we mentioned, the Detroit defense is is not very good. So I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting you know one of him or Jefferson or both to do well. I'm expecting Madison. I love the Madison play too. If like Ben mentioned, if you haven't played him, play Madison. Um, Cousins, like pretty much, and that that offense is so condensed too. So I, I don't have a problem with playing multiple of them, and uh, hoping to see what happens. Well, just be warned. I played a bunch of Bears against that Detroit Lions uh, defense, <laughs> and I got a total of ten points out of two of them. All right, ten points out of two. That's all. I'm just, <laughs> so be careful doing that. Hey, tight end uh, is one of those things, Ben. I know you like it with t- with TJ Hawkinson up there in Detroit. Who should I be looking at at tight end this week? I, I just just give me some good names here that uh, gets teams that are going to give up touchdowns to those fellas. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at, um, you know, teams giving up uh, the most touchdowns, you know, some of those teams would be the Chargers, the Eagles, or the Raiders, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, those matchups, uh, Washington. So, you know, Rob mentioned Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas could be a nice nice play if you haven't played him yet this year. Um, the Bengals that are against the Chargers, I don't think I want to play either of those tight ends. Um, I do think Kyle Pitts could actually have a decent game against the Buccaneers. They don't necessarily give up a lot of touchdowns. They're probably middle of the road against uh, as far as touchdowns go, but they do give up a fair amount of yards to the tight end position. So I think that, um, you know, Atlanta has been very hit or miss this year, but I mean, Kyle Pitts, I think could be in a decent spot. That Bucks pass defense is susceptible. So, um, I mean, if you're looking at bigger names, I mean, I don't know how many of us have bigger names left at the tight end position, but, um, you know, Kyle Pitts could be one of them. I think that could uh, be in a decent spot. And, um, you know, uh, one more, I guess, would be Dallas Goddard as well against the Jets. So I think he's in a he's in a pretty nice spot as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Rob, one of the tight ends that I looked at last week was Rob Gronkowski. As he played, I, I can't believe how that guy was still getting it done. And one of the things I noticed was how hard him and Leonard Fournette hit the defensive player that were trying to tackle him. They didn't they didn't let the defensive player hit him and then, you know, just they just kind of mashed into each other. They knocked that defensive player around for the Colts last week. Both of them did. I couldn't believe that Gronk was still getting it done like that after all these years. I know. Gronk Gronk, I, I thought for sure, even like last year especially um, I was very vocal about fade, fading Gronk, and then I, I kind of doubled down a bit this year. I just I was there's I was just like there's no way. I mean, with the amount of injuries, how like how beat up he's looked, and and things like that, and, and he's missed some time. But when he's been healthy, I mean, he's been really good this year, and I I do think he's a nice option. Atlanta, you know, Atlanta's um, not been good on defense, and so that game's also in Atlanta. So it's in a dome, which is more conducive to passing offenses. And um, yeah, so I, I like Gronk if you're, if you still have him, um, he's heavy in consideration for me too. I'm putting you on the spot again, Ben. Yeah. Monday night football, the new England Patriots versus the Buffalo bills. I think this is probably for first place in that division. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back and look at it. I know the Patriots are eight and four. The bills are seven and four. I believe uh, who you got in that game. Not fantasy wise. Who you got in that game? 
Just straight up. Um, yes, sir. I would say New England. I mean, it's hard not to go. Uh, it's hard to go against Bill Belichick in the way that that team has been rolling. Um, you know, one of my thoughts is you guys were talking about the quarterback position and how defenses have adjusted to the modern, you know, the modern offense and the modern quarterback is, you know, who's going to end up being the first to to buck that trend and and play the you know the op- the opposite is Bill Belichick and that Patriots offense because I think we've already seen it in in how they're playing with Mac Jones and you know, the, the short passing game and, you know, some of the things they've already started to incorporate. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild to see how quickly they've turned things around and, and how good Mac Jones has looked in that offense. But uh, I mean, at this point, it's hard not to ride the uh, the hot hand and probably the greatest coach of all time. All right. The Patriots. What about you, Rob? I got to hear your input on that. I'm looking forward to this game. Oh man. I, it's, it's, it's crazy because I I would probably go with the Bills, but at the same time, I mean I I've never had a great track record of picking against the Patriots. Part of it I think is a bias. I just don't I just don't like the Patriots in general. Um, but it's it, it's 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 just so surprising to me. I wasn't big on Mac Jones coming out of college. Um, I thought he was just a solid quarterback, and he's done much better than I've expected. Um. But yeah, like it's it's so surprising to me how well they've they've done and where they're at. And I've seen some I've seen people picking them to go to the Super Bowl, and it's just it it just seems so crazy to me that this team that has been so mediocre over the past basically year year or two at this point, and it's just it it just seems so crazy that this Mac Jones rookie steps in in a year where rookies are struggling, rookie quarterbacks have been struggling. And he's gonna lead them to to what he's done so far. I mean, it's been impressive, and and uh, Ben may end up being right on it. I just it's just hard for me to go against uh, the Bills, and I just think Josh Allen's a much better quarterback, even though he's he's he can be very inconsistent. But I think he's he's better at this point. So I, I guess I would I'll pick the Bills, but it's gonna be a good one. So can you guys imagine if it's going to be a New England, Tampa Bay, Super Bowl? Oh, Wes, you still you stole it right out of my mouth. I was going to ask you guys if what do you think would happen if it's New England versus Tampa oh, Bay in the man. Super Bowl? And does if Brady beats Belichick in the Super Bowl, does he ride off to the sunset? No, no, he doesn't. You don't think so? You don't think he ends it? That's just the icing on the cake. No, no, he's he's nowhere near done. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think so either. But but yeah, it would that, be storybook. Mm-hmm. That it would be storybook, but it, it, that's not his ending. It's not his ending. I <laughs> yeah, I, th- I do think he's still got more more to him. I mean, he's played incredible, but man, that would be that is the Super Bowl that I'm just really dreading. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't the, the absolute last choice I think for me would be to watch a Patriots Buccaneers Super Bowl. So I who, just, do you, who do you root for in that game? <sighs> <laughs> I think I would root for the Patriots to be honest at this point. Wow. I just I just man, I just I I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably I would be <laughs> I think I would just be really heavily invested to whatever nice spread of food we got going on and and uh <laughs> just enjoy from afar. Big, that'd be almost as big of a game as Ohio State Michigan, Ben, wouldn't mm. don't you think? Mm. 
I, yes. I, so I will I will happily take that comparison this year because of how that game ended as a Michigan fan. <laughs> so, I had yeah. to bring it up. It was such a hot topic in the baby bowl. Uh, so congratulations to you, Ben. And, and of course, I feel sorry for you. For you, I, that was that was a tough loss, uh, Rob. Yeah, that one that one was. I was I was surprised. I, I'll I'll give Michigan props. They they played well. They played well. It's, yeah, it's I, the most complete game they've played in, you know, almost two decades. So it, it really was. It really, it really was. I, I pull for Jim Harbaugh a little bit. I'm, I'm old enough to remember whenever he was playing quarterback for Michigan. Then, of course, went on to the Bears. And I was, I was watching the game when Mike Ditka grabbed his face mask and everything over there on the sideline. <laughs> and when he was captain comeback in Indianapolis and stuff like that. And and so I've, I've Jim Harbaugh has a little bit of my heart as well. I have a big college football game coming up this weekend, too, with Alabama versus Georgia. I, I don't like the way that one looks on paper, boys. I'm just going to tell you right now. I don't like the way it looks yeah it's gonna be a tough one so that's a tough one i know i don't know if you want to go on a college football tangent but i'm really curious to hear what you might what you think could happen if if bama wins a close game you know how does that play out in the playoff you know picture Ooh, I, I i cannot put those scenarios together um for me because i i ben i'm a diehard cubs fan lifelong cubs fan so i always have to think the worst all right that's just what i have to do <laughs> and i don't think I'll, i if if we're going speculation then who the top georgia's going to make it i think georgia cannot be in it so i don't know who the fourth team would be because of course you got to uh, how many teams is there this year I, i'll be honest with you guys it gets really confusing for an old man because they change the rules it feels like every year <laughs> so, so there's there's still four, and I'll tell okay. you this: what scares me as a as a Michigan fan is that they've now moved up to two. So, if Bama wins a close game, mm-hmm. assuming Michigan then moves up to one, does Michigan then have to face the fourth seed, which is probably Bama or Georgia, or do they put Bama and Georgia in a rematch as a two versus three? That's what's going to end up being super interesting to see how that plays out. I don't think that they would do that. I think that they've done it in the past, if I'm not mistaken. I think they've I think they've almost matched that SEC championship game in the playoff scenario in the past. I think they've done that, but I I don't think that that's good for college football. I think they would definitely stick in Alabama versus a Michigan or maybe even a Georgia versus Michigan in that first round. But that's a that's worst case. I feel like as a Michigan fan because I don't want to see either of those two in the first round. <laughs> no, as an Alabama team, that quarterback he he's really shaky at best. I think he's shaky at best, especially in an, uh, a strange environment. Thankfully, they beat Miami earlier this year in the first game of the season at Atlantis or in the you know the, the Atlanta Stadium, whatever that is. Uh, so I think that he has a little bit of experience there. Maybe that will be on our side, but man, that Georgia team is really, really strong this season. I, I don't like facing Nick Saban uh, on a month's preparation. So <laughs> I, if, I, if I'm Michigan as, as a one versus four and Bama ends up as the four, I don't like that scenario. I see too many Affleck commercials to really be too worried about that. If I was you, uh, Ben, I see. I, I think he's been in the, uh, the studio a little bit more often this year than he has been in off seasons of the past. Rob, it was good to see Ben again this time, or at least talk to him this time. I know Definitely. you missed him, and I missed him too. Definitely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, you know, um, hap- hopefully it happens again this season. 
I think it probably will. I'd put my money on it, Benjamin. I certainly would. And you keep going out there coaching your son's football team and all the other extracurricular activities that you have going on. Make sure you follow Ben C. over on Twitter, at the extra point FF. And, of course, follow my man, Rob Norton, the daddy of the baby bowl, who's holding all things together. Uh, Rob, we're getting the playoff stuff coming out real soon, right? The playoff signups? Yeah, definitely. I was... Um planning on well i'm going we're going on vacation this weekend um but next week i think i'm going to try to get it all set up and start kind of blasting some stuff out um um, so hopefully by next week or next weekend i'll be i'll be uh doing that all right we're going for big numbers this time buddy so with let's just keep on growing this baby bowl not for not for ourselves but for the charities that we go for and everything like that it's just a blast to be able to get to know so many of these people i know you enjoy it just as well as i do and it's really fun to be a part of a community like that trying to do goodwill to other people uh, as well as do have a little fun playing fantasy sports as well make sure you follow rob norton at norton 0723 over on twitter you can follow the show at fi today with a little underscore and you can follow me as well at loafing it on twitter please subscribe please like please share the program but more importantly than all those other actions you fit family we want to encourage you to go out and make a positive impact in somebody's life today